0: Hey guys, I just want to take a moment to thank today's sponsor. Sponsor for today's episode is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free, and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's where this podcast was made, and maybe that'll be where your podcast will be made. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hello, hello. I'm going to answer it right away. Right away. What skills should you teach your dog first? Engagement, a solid recall, and settling. Calming them down. Those three things are the first things you should focus on whenever you get a new puppy, whether you're getting an older dog, or you've finally decided to start training your dog. I'm Michael Asetta founder of Matador Canine Brilliance, author of the Dog Training Cheat Codes, and host of the Acknowledge Dogs podcast. Thank you for being here. Before we dive in a little bit more about those three things, I want to offer a free gift to you. Click the link in the description and get the free PDF download for resolving complicated bad habits without having to use punishment. It's a very short read, but it is packed with useful information, so please take advantage of it. It is my gift to you. Okay, so the first one, Engagement. Engagement is huge. This is where loose leash walking can be fixed. This is where a solid recall can be built. And that's why it's before the solid recall, right? The engagement comes first. If you go out into an environment and your dog's not focused on you, there's no way you can teach them to do anything else. You have to teach them engagement first. They have to be engaged to do. They have to be focused on you. They have to want to learn with you over all of the other stimulus in any environment, right? You go out for a walk, they're gonna be looking at the squirrels, they're gonna be looking at the cats, they're gonna be looking at the dogs, everything else besides you. You can't start teaching basic obedience or manners or nice loose leash walking, you can't teach any of that if your dog is not engaged with you. So how do we build engagement? Well, my favorite way is to wait. What, why would I wait? Exactly, go sit on a park bench, hold your dog's leash and wait some point, they will get bored with the outside world and they will look towards you. When they look towards you, you're gonna mark and reward. That is my favorite way to do it. We're shaping engagement. The more they turn towards you, the more you mark and reward. It sounds super simple. But when done effectively, your dog becomes insanely responsive and they're actually looking to you more than everywhere else. Once they start looking at you, we can start to ask for more things, right? But we can't ask for more things if they're not looking at us. So take the time today. This this is my action plan for you today. Go outside, sit on your front stoop, sit in your car, sit on a park bench, hold the leash with a clicker and some treats. They're going to turn around eventually. When they do, mark and reward the second they make the decision to turn. If they start to go, you click and they don't come all the way to you, that's okay. Don't worry about it. At least toss a treat out to them. Eventually, they'll get it. Practice this over and over. And you should start to do these in different environments. That way your dog is engaged no matter where you are. We know dogs don't generalize well, and they're very specific about what criteria is important in a scenario. Criteria in this scenario is when you're with me, you should be engaging with me. Everything else doesn't matter. Whether you're wearing the leash, whether you're wearing a harness, a collar, whether you have a Halty on, you got booties on, whether we're, you know, out at the park or we're in a parking lot no matter where we are, you should try to engage with me. The more you engage with me, the more I'll reward you. So the next step, that solid recall, we're gonna hold off on for just a second. I wanna focus more on settling. Many dog owners struggle with their dog not being able to settle and relax. They're all over the place. They're having a grand old time, just running around, right, they're jumping off the couch. Maybe they're tearing down your blinds. My dog, Tommy, he's a very big boy. And he gets very excited. Last night, he was very excited because we were playing with him. And he gets excited and we can stop him by saying, go lay down, go settle. So if you have a puppy or you're deciding to teach your dog something new, they're gonna get excited to work with you, right? We're building engagements. They're gonna get excited to work with you. But you also have to teach them how to settle, how to relax. When you sit down on the couch, they should sit down. They should be nice and calm. You can do that through teaching a place command, right? Have a nice bed for them, walk them on over get them to offer going on the place multiple times for a reward, and then have them come off, say place before they jump back on. When they jump back on, mark a reward, now you've taught them the word place. We chose to say go lay down, It's just the phrase that we use. You can say anything. Go take a chill pill, go take five, right? You could say anything. I would not say down, because that's an obedience routine command or cue, right? Down, is a very specific behavior. I don't wanna ruin the down or my settling cue by cross-contaminating them, if you will, right? If I say down, I expect my dog to stay focused on me in a a, um, active down, which means they're primed and ready to get up and do the next thing. Go lay down or go settle or go on place is a passive type of down. They're actually laying, maybe they roll their hip, maybe they lay like a pancake, completely flat, I wanna have differences there. And I want my dog to know the difference. So I'm gonna use a different word to signify a different behavior, So that's important. Now, you can teach this without saying anything. And that's how I would prefer to do it. That's what we did with Hawk, my other dog. When I sat down in a chair, when I was first teaching him, he was attached to me by a leash. When I sat down in a chair, I immediately started putting treats on the ground. He learned whenever dad sits down, I should lay right next to him and I'll get my treats. Now, this might not be what you want. You don't want your dog constantly sitting next to you. In the situations I was in and I was training in, I was in college, so I was in class and this, that, he was laying right next to me and that was totally fine. Nowadays, when I lay down, he lays right next to me and it's wonderful until I go to move the chair and then he moves, (laughs) right? But I've taught him the action of me sitting down tells him to go settle. We don't play when I'm sitting down. We play when I'm standing up and we're running around But when I sit down, everything stops and we should relax and settle. Insanely useful, insanely, insanely useful for so many things. You go to a friend's house, you want them to relax. In your own house, you want them to relax. You got kids, you want them to relax. You got other dogs, you want them to relax. You're in a Zoom meeting and your dog's pestering you. You say, go lay down, boom, they go lay down. Now everyone in the Zoom meeting is impressed, right? Moving on to the third one, recall. This is huge. And if you've listened to the other episodes, you know that I think recall is one of the greatest things you can teach your dog. If you teach your dog a solid recall, you can prevent them running away. You can prevent loose leash walking be a problem. You can prevent them from running up to people when they're not supposed to. You can prevent resource guarding, stealing food, jumping up on people, so many things. Chasing animals, chasing other dogs, playing too rough. Fix all of those things with a solid recall. Solid, solid recall. But you can't have a solid recall until you have one of two things. One, really good engagement so that when you say your dog's name, they actually want to engage with you. And you can't have a solid recall until your dog can settle in a lot of places. Why is that? Well, what ends up happening is most dog owners don't work with their dogs in distracting environments until they're told to. So they never bring their dog out to Lowe's, Home Depot dog park, just to train, right? They just go to the dog park to run around. But if you went to all these places and worked with your dog, they would learn that being engaged with you and settling with you is important despite where we are. When it comes to the recall, if they can't be calm and engaged with you in these areas, there's no way they can do the recall. There just isn't. Unless you resort to punishing them, which in that case, you're really getting their attention through punishment. You're not rewarding them for recalling see the difference, which sounds nicer. In my opinion, getting their attention and recalling because they're gonna get a reward is much stronger and more beneficial for our relationship. makes me feel better, right? But positive behaviors, positively reinforced behaviors are much stronger than punished behaviors. That's why punishment always has to happen again and again and there needs to be a refresher course. You reinforce behavior enough and you could stop reinforcing it. It'll still work, especially if you use reward schedules. Think about the time where you were punished for something. Let's say your job, right? You got scolded at your job for doing something. Yeah, it might not have been as severe as anything else, but you got punished and you still came back the next day. Maybe because your job is really reinforcing because of money. It's a... Good job that you really enjoy, or the people you really enjoy, whatever it may be. That's another example. Friends and family. Someone could say something negative to you and it hurts your feelings, but because you like that person and it's positively reinforcing to hang out with them, it outweighs that negative. Someone would have to do something insanely, insanely punishing to you for you to completely disregard their existence for the rest of their life. And I don't even think that's true. Although people do terrible, terrible things. Right, There's stories of murderers eventually being given forgiveness. I had watched a movie recently. It was called um, The Professor and The Crazy Man or something like that. Uh, Wonderful movie. Mel Gibson's in it. And this man went crazy and he killed the father of a couple children. Didn't kill the children, but killed the father. He ends up going to an insane asylum. And the wife of the husband that was dead fell in love with him what a plot twist there fell in love with the man who murdered her husband sure it's a story right although i'm pretty sure it's actually accurate i believe it it wasn't a documentary but i'm sure it was based on true events because it was about the writing of the declaration not the declaration of Independence. it was about writing webster's dictionary i think it's webster's dictionary yeah the dictionary, by writing the dictionary, this professor had written the dictionary. I'm going on a very side tangent, but you get my point. If you could positively reinforce your dog for settling and engaging in these distracting environments, you can have a really solid recall that is based off rewards and wanting to be with you. The recall becomes very strong at that point. They're running to you. They're engaging with you. They're having a great old time. Every time you call their name, they light up with excitement and they run straight to you regardless of what else is going on. You gotta work on the settlement and the engagement first. Now, when it comes to the recall, because you already did the engagement, it should be fairly easy. your dog already wants to come to you. So you're just gonna mark with a clicker or a verbal marker when they're running towards you and give them a treat. When they start doing that consistently, right? Just choosing to run towards you. Then you could add in the word right before they do it. So you'd say, come, they run towards you, click, and I'd always click right before they get to you until, you know, if you're working on having them sit perfectly in front of you for a, you know, competition or something like that, I would mark as they're running to build that motivation because the running is the most amount of effort they're putting forth. So we can make a really strong recall, a really strong recall by marking as they're running. And then the treat becomes the end goal for them, right? They're running all the way to the treat. Eventually, you can have them run, grab a hold of them first, and then mark and reward. But the beginning stages, you really want that motivation. You want them running to you, mark as they're running. You should be practicing this in all different scenarios too, not just because you did the engagement and the settling in those different scenarios, but the recall should be practiced in different scenarios. Go to Home Depot, go to Lowe's, go to the park, go to a, a fen up. Uh, <laughs> My words this morning. Go to a friend's house or a family member's house. And just practice a recall in their house or in their backyard. Say, hey, can I buy you some pizza? You know, whatever it is, I'll take you out to dinner. Can I just practice my dog's recall in your house? Hopefully they're nice enough to let you do it. Because it's important that your dog can do these things all the time, no matter where you are. If they can't do them, what was the point of training? In my opinion, if it's worth training, it's worth over training. And some people say, oh, you shouldn't over train your dog. I want my dog to be as best as they possibly can. Just like I want to be as best as I possibly can. That's not the right word. I want to be as good as I possibly can the best. I can. I don't know what's going on with my words today. I want to be the best that I can. There we go. I want to be the best that I can. I want my dog to be the best that they can. So if I'm going to train, I'm going to overtrain it. I'm going to work through all of these problems, all these problem behaviors that so many dog owners suffer through. I'm going to work through all of that. So my dog, can have a nice, freedom-filled life. Right? I, I can't go hiking with my dogs if they can't recall and they don't have any engagement. I can't bring my dogs to an outdoor cafe if my dog can't settle. Right? I, I gain a certain level of freedom, adventure, simply because I work with my dogs and I train them and I get them the exercise that they need and the skills required to live in our society. Right? We needed to learn skills. That's why kindergarten exists. Right? that's why parents have to teach you things. You have to learn the skills before you can move up into, you know, first grade, let's say, right? You got to be potty trained before you can go to kindergarten, I think. That's why pre-K exists. I got a 2-year-old now who's trying to be potty trained. And he's got to learn that skill before we get to those upper grades. I know they're not upper grades, they're low grades, but for him they'd be upper grades. So he's got to be potty trained before we can do that. He's got to learn the skills just like a dog. You got to learn the skills of engagement, settling, and a solid recall for you to have any chance of an adventurous, freedom-filled life. And I hope you work on that so you can have the same freedom that I get with my dogs. Thank you guys for listening today. Again, please take that free PDF download in the description. It's absolutely free. It's 10 pages. It's a night nice little short read, but it'll help you understand how to resolve your bad habits of your dog, right? the problems that they have. Without using punishment, without yelling at them, without correcting them, without making a whole big fuss out of it, just teaching them what they should be doing. Take advantage of that. Also, if you are interested in training your dog with me through one-on-one coaching, click the link in the description as well, or head over to training.matadorcanine.com slash six-week coaching, and I'll see you guys in our first session. Thanks again.